what a wonderful conversation we just got to finish with Kim Mogan. Kim is a difference maker in the upstate and ha is running this amazing organization called Girl Up Greenville, just reaching out to mentor and mother and bless middle and high school girls in the upstate and hearing her story, the inspiration of how this vision dawned on her heart and then how she's walked it out boldly and trusting for all that is needed to bring this dream into fulfillment as was really inspiring and I know you guys are going to really enjoy it. This is the Upstate Impact Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Weaver and I'm here with my project partner Jordan Floyd and we are very excited to get to interview Kim Mogan today. Kim, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I am super excited about this podcast because of a very personal connection um, having gone to church with Kim and then getting to partner with her a little bit to help out with some of the projects with the girls. I've gotten to see firsthand what she's doing and really hear uh, her heartbeat. So I'm excited for all the rest of our audience to get to hear today. So tell us a little bit about your history, Kim. Has the Upstate always been home for you? Yes, I was born in Greenville, South Carolina and um, have lived here for most of my life. I did move to Colorado when I was 21 years old and then moved back a few years later um, to Greenville. My sister had a few kids and so I was really eager to get back and uh, be with family. Nice. And uh, what part of Colorado did you move to? I lived in Winter Park, Colorado. I moved out there for a one-year um, Bible school program that was out there, and then I stayed on staff with them for two additional years. So um, living in the Rocky Mountains, it was a very unique life. It snowed most of the year, so very different than the humidity and heat um, in Greenville. No doubt. Well, you know, Elizabeth has obviously had a lot more personal experience with, with what you're doing than, than I do. So, you know, I, I'm kind of with our listeners on some of this. I would love to just hear a little bit more about the things that you're doing to make a difference in the lives of middle and high school girls here and kind of how that, that calling developed in your life. Yeah, so a little bit about Girl Up Greenville specifically. We officially launched last year, so 2019. Um, we we're an after-school and summer program as well as enrichment classes um, for often marginalized middle and high school girls. Um, our goal is to help them reach their full potential and know their true worth and value. Mm. Um, maybe we can get into more of what that practically looks like on a weekly, daily basis in just a minute. But as far as how I got to that, how, how that came about last year, um, there's a lot of different things we could talk about with that, but I think I, I worked at the Frazee Center. Um, I started working there when I moved back from Colorado, so it was 2013, I believe, and um, kind of started working with middle school students then. I started with a group of sixth graders, and um, as they aged, we, our program grew, our class grew, and um, was there for four and a half years. And then kind of took a little sabbatical for a little bit and then um, just was super prayerful about how to continue to bring resources and um, support to these girls that are already new and um, spent the year 
honestly just waking up and journaling and praying. I had heard someone else in the community who um, spent some time doing the same thing. And I was really inspired to get out of my head and just let go of some of my thoughts, but really like kind of put it out there as like, these are the things I want to do and how does it all work together? And so I'm um, just super prayerful about it. And um, that's how Girl at Greenville kind of came to be. Um, I also think I look at my life as, um, you know, for me, middle school was really challenging. Um, I think there were some gaps in my life as far as needing additional support and guidance and encouragement and correction for sure um, that I didn't receive. And I think that's just kind of how I had a heart for these girls and um, for this age group. Um, and then they get to high school and you're like, wait a second, we're not done. So that's why we still do work with the high school students as well. And now I have two going off to college and I'm like, wait, we're not done. So <laughs> it's just forever, you know, investing in those relationships and those girls to um, grow with them as their seasons change as well. Yeah, it's like once a mother, always a mother. And once you have these these girls in your heart, it's it never ends. They're never just completely out, right? right. <laughs> um, so but actually, yeah, the senior girls are from the first year that I started at Frazee. So my first group of sixth graders are the girls who are graduating this year. Um, so all the high school students I've known since they were in the sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. And is the, is the Frazee Center how you have found most of these girls that you're working with now? Like where, what is yeah. your connection to the girls that you're working with other than that? Yeah, so that is how I met most of them initially. Um, and then this year launching our own program, it was kids who are at um, partner organizations as well. Um, and then in years past through the school counselors as well and siblings. Yeah, there you go. I love hearing about the the way that God birthed this in the quiet. I think we are so often afraid of the quiet and just you taking that time and how it just grew, you know, day after day journaling. I think I found that super inspiring. Well, and originally when I moved, before I even moved back from Colorado, I made a list of the things I wanted to do when I moved back. Um, mm -hmm. There was a handful of things that I was like, i think this in my mind and I say I want to do these things but now is a new start time to kind of do those things and actually on that list was um working with the middle school kids at Frazee like volunteering with them mm. and really had you asked me at the time I don't think I would have said I love middle school age students I don't think I would have like I wouldn't have been the first one to sign up for that um but I, yeah, so it is fun to reflect back on, you know, these little hints of things that were inside me, these little passions and, mm -hmm. you know, gifts and talents that were inside me that kind of led me to where we are today. Yeah. Wow. Can you give our listeners a little rundown of what Girl Up Greenville typically does week to week, like pre-COVID, <laughs> when you're getting to roll the way you love to? Yeah. So... Um, we have a middle school program that is the main part of our after school program. We pick them up from school Monday through Thursday. Um, we have a snack, we do homework, we do various activities as a group and then individual activities as well, focusing on a variety of things, um, initial intelligence and um, character development as well as just ad additional academic support. 
um, and also opportunities for them to explore their likes and their gifts and talents so that they can further develop a sense of self. Um, we also, and then we actually take them home each day as well. Um, once a week, we have high school enrichment classes that meet in the evenings. And this covers a variety of topics building on what they've already, you know, learned through the middle school years. Um, so we did writing workshops. We did um, financial stuff. We did, um, we did, I like personality kind of index to help them mm -hmm. learn, you know, more of what their skill sets are. Um, I can't even remember all the things we did. So every week we would kind of do a new different thing. This past semester we were kind of focusing on physical um, health. And so we did a fitness class. We were meeting with another organization to do um, girl-focused, female-focused health classes. Um, so different things like that. And then there's always, you know, a handful of other activities that we're doing outside of our typical programming hours. So yeah. like Thanksgiving dinner together or our Christmas party or depending on the individual student where they're at and what their current needs are. You know, this year was a lot with college visits and um, college applications and all of that kind of thing. So oh, I bet. there's some individual things that happen throughout um, the year as well. Sounds like a lot of time on the road, a lot of driving. <laughs> like being a soccer mom. We do, yep. we, we were able to fundraise and purchase a 15 passenger bus, which was amazing and such a gift because, um, yeah, it just made transportation to and from activities so much simpler and, you know, one less thing that needed our attention and time to try and manage and figure out. So, yeah, soccer mom for sure. <laughs> so, Kim, I know you mentioned the, your time at the Frazee Center and how that you know, influenced, um, you know, your decision to, to serve the population that you're serving. But then you also mentioned just the fact that your middle school years maybe weren't the greatest or, uh, and, and maybe how some of that played into it. So I would just love to hear if there were any specific situations or circumstances in your own life that led you um, to wanting to serve this population. Yeah, so I, I think it was just my experience, my personal experience. I think obviously as people, um, our life experiences compact and build on each other to help shape us for the good or the bad. And I think um, there were, you know, probably things that were happening before middle school that led me to be the person I was in middle school that further led me to be the person in high school. And I, um, I think I would have been a different person throughout my teen years and early adulthood had I had additional guidance and support. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for those experiences that they helped shape me to who I am today. They helped me to be a more compassionate and understanding person towards people. I think they allow me to relate to people that I wouldn't have been able to had my life been different, but if I can come alongside people and using my own life experience um, to help them not experience some of the hard things I did, I, I want to do that. Um, yeah. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, and just out of our pain so often, our calling is born. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just so very clear in your life and your experience. I'm sure that 
it must have been a pretty big deal to launch into something like this, a big venture. Like you can have all the passion, you can have all the journaling and words from the Lord and whatever, but like to really take those steps, what's that been like? And what have you learned in the process? Yeah, it has been a very humbling experience for sure. I think, you know, equally exciting as I feel like it is a huge blessing to be able to live into my passions and the things that I feel like I'm good at. Like I feel so privileged that that gets to be my life right now because I don't think that gets to be everyone's life. So I feel I, like that feels like a huge privilege and blessing to be able to do that. Um, at the same time, it's obviously been very, um, you know, there's been challenges as learning and stepping into something new and not knowing things and, um, putting yourself out there in new ways, putting for me, like putting my heart out there because this is so connected to my heart. So yeah. being willing to share that with others regularly has been hard. Um, and then I also think in this industry, you're in constant need. I'm in constant need of the community support, um, whether it's financially, whether it's people coming to volunteer or mentor or welcome us into their company so that we can learn more about what they're doing. Um, that's been, that's, that's, that's hard. Um, yeah. Part of this life, which uh, doesn't always get talked about, but um, you know, knowing that it's for the girl's sake, I, I, I do it and I want to do that. Um, I want to do whatever we can to bring support to them. So um yeah, it's definitely been a learning experience, but I also feel at the same time, I, you know, when we officially launched, I wasn't prepared for the amount of people who were going to be interested in what we were doing and who were going to jump on board with what we had going on. So I, I mean, it's been fun to see the community come together in various ways. Hmm. So you're obviously trying to accomplish a lot of things. And so I would love to hear both on kind of the, a smaller scale and big picture. I would just love to know, you know, on the day to day, what does a win look like? What, what makes you feel like this has been a good day? We accomplished something. And then even bigger picture, what do you, what do you hope to accomplish years down the line? Um, I love your initial statement of you're trying to do a lot. It is true. I am. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the daily wins for me are honestly girls overcoming things. I think pushing through hard things, whether that's a hard conversation with a peer, having to say you're sorry to someone, um, a hard thing being a physical activity that we're doing that seems impossible, but yet they try and they keep trying. Um, or hard things academically when things are just challenging and they feel like they can't do it. I think their willingness to push through any hard thing is really, um, really shapes their character for so many things in the future. I think it reflects, reflects growth. It reflects um, their resiliency. It reflects, you know, just their ability to, to work hard and to really invest in themselves, honestly. So I think those are the daily wins that I've looked for. Um, of course, just a good day of love and laughter is super great too, honestly, like that's a good day. But, um, as far as long-term successes, well, 
we do have two girls going to college this fall. So that's, like I said, they're, they're um, from the first group of sixth graders that I worked with. So that is very exciting. I'm very proud of them. Um, but going back to like the character aspect, of course, we're excited about college, but who they are as people is what I'm most proud of. Um, mm. Their willingness to, once again, overcome things, push through hard things, um, and be determined to achieve their own personal goals, which for them is college. Like that makes me proud. Who they are as people in the midst of, you know, peer pressure, in the midst of, um, home situations, who they are in the midst of conflict at work or trying to get a job, who they are as people in all those scenarios, like that is what I'm proud of. I'm proud of who they are as people. Yeah. It's great to be able to see the fruits of your labor like that too. It's gotta be. Having just put a kid through college or like starting into college, I definitely relate to the overwhelming amount of work in getting helping someone else get there. And, you know, it just was good for me to think about it. If you weren't able to give them help, it probably wouldn't happen because it's really a big ordeal. There's a lot of stuff you have to cover to get into college. You know, you need adult help for that process. Yeah. And I think that's what's been a great thing for Girl of Greenville and about Girl of Greenville is that it truly takes a village I mean, that's such a cliche statement, but it really does take so many different people. The girls hear me say this all the time. I do not have all the gifts and talents. You do not have all the gifts and talents. I don't know everything. And so how can we, you know, use the resources around us? How do we have, you know, whether it's their mentor or an old volunteer that's been around that knows something about something we don't know. Um, it's been a really fun Thing to see the community come around um, sharing their gifts and talents with the girls to help them be the best versions of themselves which is like such a beautiful picture of community so those are the I mean it really does take so many people so in the middle of all the things that you have going on how do you sustain momentum and really just take care of yourself maintain your energy um, for me personally I think um, taking care of your mental health is really important. I think in order to emotionally give to other people, you have to kind of emotionally take care of yourself as well. And that's a lesson I learned a few years ago. Um, I started seeing a therapist and she was a godsend. So it was perfect. And, you know, learning to create healthy boundaries. I didn't know that previously. So having to create some of that for myself, and knowing the things to say yes to and the things to say no to, um, for me, the girls are such a top priority and I want to say yes to as many things as I can there. So just kind of weighing, um, weighing some of those things in your life to create the life that you really want to be living, I think is really important. Yeah. And I like to work out. So working out really helps too. It's <laughs> good. That's a good combo. You got, got to do a little bit of both. That's awesome. So I mean, I think it's easy for anybody who's listening to this to want to get behind what you're doing. Um, how can people get more information about what you're doing and how can people um, specifically connect with you, whether it be, you know, email, social media, however you would like people to reach out to you if they're interested. Yes. Anyone can email me. My email address is Kim at girl up org. So you can email us. 
you can check out our website, which is girlupgvl.org. Um, and as much as I have, you know, there's some negatives with social media. The reality is, is that it is a great way to see what we're actually doing. So finding us on Instagram, which is girlupgvl, and same with Facebook. It truly gives a picture of what we're doing and that's the best way to connect and see our different needs. Um, you know, whether it's asking for someone in the community who has something or looking for whatever it may be, there's, um, that's the best way to kind of keep up with what we have going on. Yeah, I can say from experience, that's very rewarding. That's a very rewarding follow. And it is, it's so neat when you support something to get to see the daily kind of real life actions that are being taken from that. Um, so I love it so much. Kim, we are going to jump into rapid fire questions because I just think it's fun to get to know you or let others get to know you in these ways. But I'm pretty sure that I don't know all these answers. So it's going to be fun for me to hear from you. So um, really quick, nothing. You don't have to think very deeply on these questions. So what is a favorite meal or food for you? Um, I really love sweets. Um, anything chocolate is great. I'll take chocolate basically any time of day. It's <laughs> nice. shameless. That's, I love that's not a meal, but I could make it one. It's a food category. Right. You got it. What is a life-changing book that you've read? Oh gosh, honestly, Just Mercy. So I had just read Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson right before I started praying intentionally. It kind of all culminated at one time and I mean, I'm sure I've read other great books, but it just, I think that just marked us, that marked a new beginning, a new season for me. So that's, you know, I think it just helped confirm that my passions weren't just randomly in my head, but people live out their passions and you get to do that. Yeah. Powerful. What's a favorite place that you visited? Japan. Oh, cool. Ah. <laughs> he still has relatives there. It's awesome. Okay. What's one thing that really annoys you in life? Uh, so many things. Loud okay. chewing. Like Loud what? Chewing, like when you're oh. eating a meal and you can hear yes. chewing. I am, I can't, I can't, I can't handle that. <laughs> so clearly that's an annoying thing because you're our second podcast guest that has picked that as their thing that annoys them the most. Yeah. Totally makes sense. <laughs> are you a morning person or a night person Kim I love the nighttime. I love it but as I've gotten older I increasingly am getting up earlier and being more productive in the morning so I'm more productive in the morning but I love to just veg out and stay up late at night gotcha with great discipline you are becoming a morning person <laughs> I was gonna ask you what's a habit that you're proud of is that it or is there another one yeah, I think overall I'm a pretty disciplined person. I think I, if I put my mind to it, I can do it. So that's probably, I mean, like working out is pretty consistent for me, but my mind needs it just as much as my body does. So Definitely. I relate. What is a place that you are hoping to travel to someday? You know, I have a whole list. My husband and I have a whole list. We enjoy traveling together. So we're really looking forward to when we can do that again. Iceland's on our list. New Zealand's on our list, but I also love an all-inclusive resort. I'm the sucker for it. Let me lay, let me lay. So <laughs> I'm with you. 
September. Yeah. Uh, what are you afraid of? Death. Death. Whew. Yeah. What do you do on a totally different note? What do you do for fun and relaxation? That's a big shift. Um, for fun and relaxation, fun to me is working. Like I love a new workout class. That is fun to me. Um, honestly, just laying on my deck with my husband. I enjoy my husband. We like having fun together. So yeah, just being with him is super fun. Like those feel like days that we can just be together. Yeah, just days we can. Yeah. You guys are such a great team. It's a beautiful thing to watch the way you've walked through this whole thing together. I love it. Yeah. Well, that pretty. I probably have given enough shout outs for him because without him and his support, this would not be what it is. The fact that he's just been all in for this has been super great. And the girls know him and love him and he loves them as well. So it's really fun. I'm sure for them, even just getting to observe your marriage relationship has to speak volumes and kind of give them a, a hope of a really quality relationship. You know, so many times we just need to see things modeled in order to even aspire to want them. So I'm sure that's a really big gift. Yeah, it is. Well, that pretty much wraps this up. Um, Kim, thank you so much for taking the time it's really great to just hear a little bit more about all of the things that you're doing and to hear your heart and passion for the girls in Greenville. Um, thank you for loving this place and these people so well. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.